Welcome to the One in One Podcast, where below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. I'm so excited for today's guest. I'm speaking with the president and founder of the entertainment company, Rock With You Entertainment, which is based out of South Florida. Over the years, Ross Bilyeski has worked with many celebrities, including various athletes. He's emceed Miami Dolphins and Miami Hurricane Games, and he was the DJ at U.S. soccer stars Ali Krieger and Ashlyn Harris's wedding. He has built an incredible empire. Ross, welcome to the show. Hello, what's happening? <laughs> First of all, hold on. I, I feel like we're false advertising your listeners because you, I don't know if I'm above average athlete. In, in my head, I am. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's my tagline for the show, and we'll get into it. I know you were a dancer, and I think anyone who dances is an incredible athlete. <laughs> yeah, I, every day, especially during, like, COVID, I'm always like, where did I go wrong in life? Like, I should have I worked harder in high school and be the athlete that I've always wanted to be. <laughs> to be sitting on millions of dollars right now during COVID and not be stressed out. <laughs> Well, Ross, I mean, you're you're doing pretty well. I'll give it to you. <laughs> no complaints. No complaints. <laughs> Even though COVID has like really, you know, temporarily destroyed our industry, um, I'm so thankful for uh, where we're at for sure. Yeah, for sure. So I know you a bit personally. My sister-in-law, Jamie, and your wife, Nina, are friends. And I got to know Nina a bit because we were both bridesmaids in Jamie and my brother's wedding. She's incredible. Also a known personality in South Florida. She's on the radio for Y100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a long time. I think you, you refreshed me. That was back in, like, 2013, Yeah. Said. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so much has changed, you know, and... You know, speaking of my wife, Nina, they, they, she recently just retired from radio oh, wow. to kind of go full-time mommy mode. We got two little girls, uh, Amelia and Charlie, Amelia's five, Charlie's three. And, uh, yeah, you know, it was just like, they, they she was on the prime time, uh, with Mac, you know, from, I think it was like two to 6 PM and they wanted to move her move their show to the morning and she'd be waking up like at three 30 in the morning, would never see me, never see the kids. And it just wasn't worth it. So, um, full-time mommy now. Oh, wow. And your kids are so cute. I follow you both on Instagram and let me just say, you know, Jamie and Damien have two kids. Brayden is six and Colton is three. So, I mean, I'm all about having arranged marriages for them. They don't, they don't need to pick who they love. They can marry each other. The boys would be so lucky. Let's start off with like a, uh, a a Superman, Superwoman like picnic party, and then and then we'll talk about the marriages after that. Okay, all right, sounds yeah. good. But I, I have told Jamie that I was like, oh my god, Ross and Nina's kids are so cute. We need to get them together with Brandon and Colton. Ah, uh, you're the best. I appreciate uh, that. Of course, but that's awesome that Nina's a stay-at-home mom now. Yeah, yeah, and she'll work for she'll work for me here and there, like help out. She's my utility player. Speaking of sports, she's my little utility player that. If I need her in center field, she goes to center field. If I need her at catcher, she goes to catcher, you know? <laughs> awesome. Always good to have someone like that. Yeah. We'll talk about some of the big weddings that Rock With You Entertainment has done. But honestly, I think the Burke Songer wedding was clearly your biggest. Yeah. You yeah, know, like you said, back in 013, that, that, that was the one that put us on the map right there with you as like, you know, the 
most beautiful bridesmaid of all time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, from that, it catap- we catapulted into uh, the Krieger wedding, into J.J. Watt, and the others. Yeah, yeah. So it started with my brother. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was probably like your your lowest wedding, right? With a bunch of drunken Irish people. At least on my family side. Not saying anything bad about Jamie's family. <laughs> <laughs> I love the drunken Irish people. There's not a you know I wouldn't want it any other way at a wedding. Yeah, we're a fun group. So anyway, Ross, to start out, you're from Kearney, Missouri. I know you're a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. This last Super Bowl must have been incredible. Yes, um, I am. It's, it's, it's weird to talk about, but I, I am a diehard Kansas City Chiefs fan. I, you know, I grew up, we had season tickets and would grow up uh, going with my mom and dad and my older brother, Darren. And we'd go to see, you know, to the Chiefs games, like when they were okay back in the day with the Derek Thomas days. And when we scooped up Joe Montana from the 49ers and like we were decent and then we were awful for many, 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 many years and still would go to all the games. This past year, you know, 2019 was like the best year of my life for real. Um, But it's weird because now I've been in South Florida for 20 years. And I, and I still hold the season tickets. I would always fly back for the games. Wow. But a couple of years ago, I got the gig for the Miami Dolphins DJ. And, you know, living in this, living in South Florida, I started like gradually starting to dig the Dolphins. And then now that, you know, before I got the gig, I started doing some of the Dolphin players' weddings and then started doing some of the charity events. And so you just kind of naturally kind of fall in love with the organization and the teams and the players. Uh, I never thought that would happen being such a diehard Chiefs fan. Uh, so, yeah, it's interesting now because, you know, being the official Miami Dolphins DJ, <laughs> you know, but I bleed red. So it's it's an interesting pickle to be in. Yeah, that's got to be a huge dilemma if you're DJing for the Dolphins and they're playing against Kansas City. Who do you root for? That's coming up December 13th, by the way. Oh, that'll be fun. December 13th. So. Just like in sports, I have a backup quarterback. I got a backup DJ, my business partner, Slim. Um, you know, because we, we, we contract out years in advance to, you know, people like your brother. We contract them out. The football schedule doesn't come out years in advance. Um, so there's some gigs that I can't make. And so I have Slim who backs me up and, you know, no beat is skipped. Uh, so, yeah, Chiefs are in Miami December 13th. I'm not going to DJ that one. I, I, I don't know how I could handle that game. So I got my boy Slimbo taking over that one. Nice, nice. You can enjoy it and, and watch it as a fan. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. To an extent, I got to work that day outside of it as well. I got another gig, so it, it'll, it'll be an in- interesting day. Nice, nice. So, Ross, tell me a little bit about your childhood. Do you have any siblings? Do, do you have a background in sports? Yeah, I have a big background in sports. I don't want to say big, but, you know, just like any other kid, I guess. Um, my, I have an older brother. I'm 38. My brother's 41. Uh, he just moved from L.A. to Austin, Texas now. Like, it seems everybody from Los Angeles is leaving. <laughs> so I got just one older brother. Um, I was kind of the athlete of the family. He's the brainiac of the family. Um, you know, grew up. Golf is my main sport. I, you know, I went to college, played golf at a small D2 school in Missouri. Um, but I was better at baseball. I just hated, I hated putting in the work when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't understand it. I, hate, I hated putting in the, the dedication and the, 
sacrifice. I wanted to hang out with my friends, and golf just kind of allowed for that. So I chose golf over baseball. Um, I broke my leg in seventh grade, and so never got uh, – I never really came around too well for, like, basketball. I was really good at basketball, but just couldn't keep up after the leg issue. Ouch. Yeah, so – uh, but yeah, just like any other typical kid, just grew up. Sports was my life, and then uh, and then I did some like theatrical plays and musicals and things like that. I think that's where I got my bug of like performing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really interesting. You went to a D two school to play golf, and you're also interested in the theater. You don't hear too much about that. Well, yeah, yeah. There was only a couple of us athletes. Like one of our one of our great like. One of my best friends, Pat Lentz, he was like the main defensive end for our football team, but he was also the best singer in the entire, you know, small town. <laughs> so he was going out like bashing heads in football. After football, he'd show up in the uh, in the theater and like crush a song. You know, that's it was amazing. Yeah, oh. I love stereotypes being crushed like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty cool. So, and, and sure enough, he has like one of the, you know, he's got his own entertainment company in Kansas city. And he's kind of the, the main band company to go to in the Midwest right now. So good for him. Now dance is what led you from Missouri to South Florida. So can you talk about your dance background and how, how far you gotten it? You know, like dancing actually didn't really bring me to South Florida. I, you know, growing up in a small farm town in Kearney, Missouri, um, I came down to South Florida on a road trip with like eight of my buddies. And it was like the first time we ever saw a palm tree. <laughs> and we were just so amazed and we were just like so into what South Florida, like the energy and the culture and the vibe, blah, blah, blah. So four of us ended up just moving down here. I gave up my golf scholarship in Missouri. Parents were really pissed. <laughs> gave that up, moved to South Florida. And then it was the first week I was here. Uh, we were on the beach and my buddy and I were playing catch with the football and he threw it over my head and it hit this guy and it hit like literally hit this guy in the head and I had to go grab the ball. This guy was all, you know, this guy was all tatted up, long ponytail, just like a little, little scary looking. <laughs> and, uh, and we started talking and he actually owned an entertainment company and he kind of gravitated towards my just natural enthusiasm of life and uh, he uh, offered me to come and check out one of the rehearsals. And I went to check out this rehearsal and it was nothing but like MCs and DJs and B-boys and, you know, everyone doing windmills and spin on their heads and turntablists. And I, I just immediately fell in love with that. That, wow. was, that wasn't around in Kearney, Missouri. Like you, mm-hmm. you would get beat up if you were like into things like that. It was super blue collar. And so anyways, you're down here. And, and so I, I, I linked up with their entertainment company and kind of learned the ropes of dancing. I couldn't even clap on beat at that time. I learned how to clap on beat and then learned how to walk on beat and learned how to dance on beat. And then started emceeing, understood how to like become part of the, the record and voice inflection and timing and cues and all that. And then from that, got into DJing uh, and then eventually left that company and started my own. That's just kind of like the snapshot of those like six, seven years right there. Wow, that's so interesting. And I have a friend that's a DJ and he does a lot of work. He actually, he's sometimes in Nashville. He's sometimes in LA. 
but I've seen his like turntables and all that. It's hard to learn. I'm sure MCing is the same way. It takes a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, just like anything, like, especially with sports and stuff, like, you know, I relate so much of my music stuff to sports. It's like, you, you got to put in the reps, you got to put in the reps before you're going to get anywhere with it. Um, and that's kind of the key of just, I would always try to schedule my day the way that like a golf practice would be, or a baseball practice would be is, you know, even though it's just yourself and sometimes it's tough to be uber motivated when you're just doing things by yourself and not with a team or, you know, a culture. Um, but yeah, you just got to put in the reps, study and practice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And while you were in Florida, you went back to school and you actually got your degree from Florida Atlantic, which I love because my parents met there. So I would not be here oh, nice. if not for Florida Atlantic. <laughs> FAU Owls, baby. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so funny. Their football team has been good, right? Wasn't Lane Kiffin the coach for a while? Yeah, I think he was. I, I, I don't know where he went now. Tennessee yeah, he's or... somewhere else. Was that? What? Oh, he's Ole Miss. Ole Miss now. Ole Miss, Ole Miss. There you go. Yeah, like when I was at FAU, I graduated in 05. And, you know, there was no football field on campus. Um, it, it, was, it was an up-and-coming school in 05. And then it was almost like two years, three years later, all of a sudden they had a football field, baseball field on campus. And they just, they became D1. Uh, were they D1 when I was there? I don't know. They've really built but, it up, yeah, though. Big change. Yeah, absolutely. So now you start Rock With You Entertainment in 2006. Tell me where the idea came from to start your own business and how long it took you to get off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, so loaded question for sure. Um, when I worked at my other entertainment company, kind of learned the ropes, you know, just like any employee, you kind of see what type of income, what type of money's coming in and out of these doors. I'm just going, okay, Wow. Look at look at what they're making. Look at their their margins and kind of just kind of seeing the business. And I knew I never really wanted to work for somebody. So when I left, I, when I left the entertainment company, I knew I started Rock. I incorporated it, but didn't do much with it. And I actually started doing guidance at a middle school, an inner city middle school, and I was coaching uh, baseball and basketball at the middle school. And so it was like during that time, I had my company incorporated. I was doing what I could, like advertise it. Facebook was just kind of getting big at the time. And, uh, and I would book a gig here and there. And then it was like, oh, oh, eight, the recession happened. And um, I got, it was like, oh, yeah, oh, eight, the recession happened, like the whole mortgage crisis and everything. Mm-hmm. And I actually got laid off from the school district. And instead of going out and getting another job, I was like, you know, telling my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, I'm like, this is like a perfect opportunity to just go all in on this. And I was collecting some unemployment and just went all in and, uh, and never got so lucky. I never just had to go back to getting another job to make ends meet. Nina came through, helped me out with rent, food, the unemployment helped out to an extent. And, uh, so, yeah, so it really took off for me in like 09 to 010. And I always knew if I booked, sounds silly, but it's like, all right, if I can book a client in a certain tax bracket, 
those people in that tax bracket, for the most part, only hang out with other people in that tax bracket. And then you get that up to the next tax bracket. And for the most part, those people do business and associate with people at that tax bracket. So I was like, I just need to get somebody above my tax bracket. <laughs> You know, because I'm as poor as can be. I need to get somebody who is a little bit richer than me. And then I finally landed a client that just trusted me and, and believed in what we were doing was different and unique and modern. They gave us a chance. We rocked it. And then sure enough, we got a bunch more calls from that event. Uh, and then it just kind of kept going up from there, up from there. Um. And it, it wasn't with any like celebrity or big corporate events. It was mainly just like social events. Uh, but we started branching into some of the, uh, you know, the real housewives, people, you know, where the, the wives would work out all day and they just needed to plan these big bar mitzvahs for their kids or, you know, big weddings for their friends and whatnot. And, uh, and then next thing you know, you started getting, um, I guess, like presidents and CEOs of companies started landing those and then those people are friends with other athletes and different celebrities that would attend their event and then they would see us at their event and then they would call us and it just kind of kept going from there and also you look back and you just don't you can't quite put a you know uh, a pin to it but that's just that's kind of the highlight of the ladder we climbed yeah, yeah, you just needed that one big break. And like anything, it's networking. You know this person, you did an event for them. Their friend needs an, needs to do an event. They need a person. They're going to, you know, say, hey, I had a great time with Ross. So that's sort of how it happens with anything, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's awesome. So now, how many employees did your company have around, let's say, when you were getting big in 2009, 2010, compared yeah. to today in 2020? Yeah, so... 0910, it was just me and my business partner, Slimbo, Slim. His name is Greg, but we call him Slim. He's like 6'5, a buck 50 soaking wet. <laughs> um, so it was just me and Slim. And then eventually I brought on one employee, you know, uh, like a uh, brought on one full time employee. And then eventually got more gigs and more gigs, brought on a second. And then fast forward to just pre-COVID, we had, there's 15 of us full-time at the office. Uh, you know, so 15 full-time, like salary, benefits, the whole nine employees. But then subcontractors are DJs, dancers, and musicians, engineers, technicians. We're around like 250. Wow. Uh, that we were keeping, for the most part, all of them busy week in, week out. And then obviously COVID happened. <laughs> yeah, that changes things. So it changes things um, big time and drastically. So we still got eight full-time people going going all in, uh, which is amazing. We're like one of the only companies I know of at least in South Florida that didn't furlough their entire staff. Wow, you know, yeah. we feel super obligated to 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 um, just g give our guys that have worked their asses off for us over these years. I don't want to, some of these guys are like my best friends. I don't want to just save a buck or two, you know, for my own pocket and then just put them on the street. Mm -hmm. uh, they've been there and they've helped me put myself in a, in a certain position that I'm in right now. And I, I want to make sure that I keep them rocking and rolling, you know? Yeah. And, you know, 
I was watching a video the other day about like gratitude, like what makes people the happiest? Is it money? Is it cars? Is it material? Is it what, you know, what is it? And it's really like just gratitude. Like if you ever just like hit somebody up, I challenge you, by the way, when we're done with this podcast, to hit up somebody you haven't talked to in a while that maybe inspired you and just like call them and just thank them for what they've done. You will honestly get so emotional. You'll probably cry and you'll be like, <laughs> oh my God, I am so happy about that gratitude that I just expressed. And that's kind of how I am with my employees. Like, it's not about the money. It's like, I'm just so uh, grateful that they're, that they're sticking with me mm-hmm. and I'm able to express gratitude towards them and keep them employed during this crazy time. Yeah, that's really great of you. And it shows that, you know, people are more important than the money. Love that. Oh, all day, all day. And I, I think that's why I'm so blessed that I grew up in Kearney, Missouri, you know, some of the, the richest people in our small town, you'd be sitting at a diner and you would just have zero clue, you know, and then you would drive out to their, their estate in the middle of nowhere and they would have, you know, a hundred acres and a big mansion. And if you see them at the grocery store or, you know, Blockbuster at the time, you just have like no idea of their wealth. And then, you know, you come to a, a South Florida, it's a little bit more tainted and it's a little bit more, I want to show you what I drive. I want to show you what I wear and um yeah it's just a different thing so I don't know I'm going down a rabbit hole right now (laughs) no no that's okay oh now with COVID I mean it's still bad but are you able to pick up some more business as these months have gone on yeah it's crazy like we we dropped off heavily you know it was right on my birthday March 17th uh St. Patty's Day it was we we voted at the office like nobody was comfortable to work at the office and everyone kind of voted all right let's all work from home until further notice and we haven't been back to the office since and march april may was like what what's next what else are we going to do in our career because obviously the art industry just went bye-bye and then i think people started educating getting more educated on this covid and the recovery and everything about it and I think as humans, we all just want to celebrate, be with people. It's just the way that we work. Mm-hmm. And so come like May, June, things started turning. Our phones started ringing more and more and more. And, you know, we furloughed like seven people at that time. And now that the phones kept ringing and ringing and ringing, it allowed us to not get rid of the rest of the staff. We financially could do it. And... um and so right now, like knock on wood, we're just in a great situation where the phones are ringing every day. Uh, I think people are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with mm-hmm. the vaccines and realizing that there's a 98% chance of survival regardless of a vaccine. Um, yeah, so things, things are on the up and up. And I really think 2021, <laughs> like when all this kind of settles, I know there will, it will never be like what it once was. And I kind of like that, but I think uh, 2021 corporate events, weddings are just going to go ham. They're going to oh, go for sure. Like, people just want to get out of the house and like, let's go party. Let's celebrate. I've never thrown a birthday party. You know, I've never been that type of person, but now I'm that type of person. I want to <laughs> throw a birthday party, a rager for myself. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I, I feel like 2021 is going to be a huge year for Rock With You. 
I hope so. I hope so. Let's reconnect in a year and see where we're at, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Now, you wear multiple hats for the company, right? You're the president, you're the founder, but you are an MC, and you still host events, and you're still a DJ, so you do a lot. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Those are some times where I'm always, like, double-checking my career, you know, and similar to an athlete where you work all week to grow a business and manage events and manage your employees and do all that, book new gigs. You do all of that Monday through Friday so you can be really busy on Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, where's the days off? You know, yeah, you I really don't, don't, don't get any in that industry. And so for one of those reasons, and I know COVID has been nuts and a lot of people have lost loved ones and it just sucks all around. But in a weird, weird way, I, I, I'm, I'm thankful for this kind of life halftime break mm-hmm. of not having to wake up every day and rush to the office and manage all these people and do this like, all right, we can do it from home. I'm able to see my wife. I'm able to see my kids every single day. I take my kids to school every day. We hang out. We practice golf, baseball. When they go. It's like, Aww. it's so freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and with, without what happened, I would have never been able to do that. So in a weird, weird way, I'm kind of thankful for this halftime break. Um, but like Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis once said, you pay me for Monday through Friday. You get Sundays for free. And <laughs> I thought that was so cool. And, you know, we live and die by Saturday. Know, our weddings and events. And so I tell my clients, that, I'm like, you know, if they, if they complain about pricing or whatever, you know, just for one night, that's what your price is. It's like, listen, you, you're paying me Monday through Friday. I'm giving you Saturday for free. I love that. I love that quote. Yeah. Yeah. But to answer, I guess to go with what you're saying, I, as far as the multiple hats, it's like, yeah, that's the fun part. Performing is the fun part. I've grown to be kind of a business guy. I, I don't know as much as I wish I knew about running a business. I'm learning as it goes. Um, but DJing and MCing and, and moving an audience is, is like no drug can give you that type of high. I, <laughs> I don't do drugs, but I just know there's no drug that can give you that type of high. Absolutely. I know what you mean. Now, you, speaking of Ray Lewis, can you talk about some of the athletes you've worked with at events? Yeah, um, you know, some I got, I, I, I unfortunately signed paperwork. I'm not even allowed to talk about even mm. post which is weird, but some that are like super cool about it. Obviously, Ali, uh, Ali Krieger, um, you know, for the for the United States women's uh, soccer. You know, we did. We were talking off off air with you on this, but like their wedding was right around New Year's Eve, December 2019. It was at the Biscaya. It was really cool because Vogue magazine, People magazine, so many magazines like covered that. Um, and so that was one really cool one because you kind of had everybody there. You know, everybody, uh, um, and I'm so bad with names, but I just remember looking around the room of like, oh, I know that person. I know there that guy. There are a lot of celebrities. Yeah. Like, you know, what's so funny is like, I never really realized how big and influential they, they are. You know, I try not to get too caught up in who our clients are because I realize I get more nervous when I go perform. Mm -hmm. So I I get a good idea of who they are and what they're about, and I just kind of leave it at that. And I don't want to – 
look at them out of a certain lens. I want to look at them as like a human being and just a normal person. Mm-hmm. And I think that allowed me and my company to get a lot of our celebrity jobs is that we're not bowing down to them. Like we're just talking to them like normal human beings. And, uh, and we perform with them like that. And I think they really appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, there was that, you know, a big one too, JJ Watt, you know, uh, you know, that was out in the Bahamas we did, um, right before COVID as well. So were JJ, you the DJ at that one? Slim was my business partner. Okay. Yeah. But I kind of look at it, you know, we're a team man. we're, we're such a team. So whether it's myself or Slim or JP, Ricky, if rock with you is doing it, I'm happy. I'm so happy about it. And I love being able to give these big jobs to my guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, James White. I I don't know if you know James White. He's the starting running back for the New England Patriots. And he's been with Tom Brady forever. And what was really cool, we did his wedding right when he got done with the Super Bowl. If it wasn't for Tom Brady, James White would have been MVP. He had three touchdowns. It was that big comeback against the Atlanta Falcons. And, uh, yeah, it was really cool to like do his wedding, like fresh off the Super Bowl. Uh, so yeah, super cool. And then we've done a lot with like Pitbull and Flowrider and Pharrell. Uh, those are all Florida guys. Yeah. Amazing. You did Luke Combs's wedding too, the country music star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke Combs. We just did that in August. Um, we did that down in. Uh, down the Keys. Wow. Yeah, so that Beautiful was super- place to get married. Yeah, he's got a place down there, and uh, so that wedding, that wedding, I can't, I can't go into too much detail, but it was super awesome. They had to downsize, unfortunately, and it was originally like a big blowout, mm-hmm. and you know they were probably gonna have all the who's who there in country music, uh, but they downsized to more just like close family and friends, and it was beautiful, right on the water in the Keys. Uh, got a lot of publicity with that, which was cool. And yeah, it was awesome. And more recently, you did a former NFL star. He's now retired. Jason Taylor, his wedding. Yeah, that's my boy right there. I love that guy. <laughs> that guy got me addicted to cigars. Damn it. Oh, jeez. Uh, Jason Taylor, yeah, he is the man. You know, I've done some charity stuff with him over the years in South Florida. Obviously, he's a South Florida icon. Um. And, but, you know, poor Jason Taylor and his wife, Monica, these guys moved their wedding because of COVID four times. Oh, God. And, it, you know, it went from just a big, a big wedding in Miami to a little bit more subdued one at another place to even more subdued one. And they ended up at this beautiful house on the intercoastal in South Florida. And, uh, yeah, that was awesome. That was Very awesome. Cool. NFL Hall of Famer, Jason Taylor. Uh one of the, like the coolest, humble, most humble, just like down to earth, blue collar kind of guys. Yeah, he always well, seems nice. Exactly, exactly. And what's funny is him and I work together on Sundays now. Like his booth is right next to mine. Oh, very cool. Or I guess we'll probably say my booth is right next to his. And because uh, he does radio broadcasting now for the games. And so when we're DJing the in-stadium games, he's right there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I liked him on Dancing with the Stars. I forget what season he was on. I was rooting for him to win. I don't think he did. 
No, I don't think you won. Uh, man, that was a while ago too. Yeah. Uh, I got. I got to pull that up on YouTube. <laughs> he had some great dances. Good old JT, baby. The other JT. <laughs> Now, out of all these weddings that we're talking about, was your biggest one as DJ Ali and Ashlands? I would say that one got the most uh, kind of global publicity, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, and a lot of those big jobs that we do tend to be big names, but the parties aren't that good. You know, a lot, a lot, because they're just inviting people that they just have ran across. They feel like they have to invite them for business reasons or social reasons. And nobody like really gets down at those weddings. Um, And Allie and Ashland, their wedding, it was just like, it was a big time named wedding. It was in a big time place in Miami, the Vizcaya. Um, And like people couldn't get off the dance floor. Like it was just concert style you know, just dancing shoulder to shoulder from beginning to the end. That's the best kind of party. And shows that you were doing a good jo- job as a DJ if no one's getting off the floor. It means you're playing some good tunes. Yeah, 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 exactly. But what happens with that on the back end is you start battling with the catering people. The catering, oh, true. Their product is the food. That food, when it sits at your table, it's got to be fresh. It's got to be hot. It's got to be a perfect temperature. So when they're yelling at me to sit people down, you know, so their product is good. So it's it's kind of funny that little ba- that push and pull between the entertainment and the catering. Mm-hmm. So I know that you treat your clients just as people. You don't really look much into their background, which is great. But did you know Allie and Ashlyn from the soccer field? Did you know they were on the United States team that won the World Cup? When I first got the call, I didn't. Wow. Uh, I first got the call. I, I when I saw Ashlyn. I recognized her. So when I got called for the job, um, you know, the, the planner kind of gave me a little rundown on kind of who they are. I'm like, oh, let me look them up. And I'm like, oh, that's Ashlyn Harris. I never had the name when she told me on the phone initially. I never could put a picture to it. When I saw her online, I was like, oh, okay, I know who this is. Uh, and a little bit of Allie, of Allie Krieger as well. Um, yeah. So uh, that was kind of my first time, like, really knowing who they were. Wow. So does that mean you didn't watch the World Cup final? <laughs> Are you giving me guilt trip over here? That I A little watched? bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Allie played in that final. It was kind of cool. She hadn't played for the national team for a couple of years. She was called back in for the World Cup, was kind of playing, riding the bench a little bit, played here and there. But Kelly O'Hara got hurt, and she yeah. went in in the second half and played the whole second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember watching highlights. I don't know. Like, a lot of these World Cup games are at weird times, like at noon, 1 p.m., and I just – I, I got a job. Like, sometimes I couldn't <laughs> just, like, throw it on and stuff. So uh, my, sports, my sports catching up is a lot of sports center and highlights and, you know, the yeah. app. Gotcha. Yeah. But it was, now, it was honestly, after the wedding, when I posted some pictures of it, that's when my phone wouldn't stop blowing up. And that's when I realized, holy smokes, like these girls are super influential. A lot of people look up to these two, um, you know, from the, from, the, uh, from the gay community to just uh, 
everything else, you know? Um, Absolutely. And I just never really realized that at that time uh, until after the gig. And I was like, wow, this is pretty special to be a part of this one. Yeah, and what's funny is we actually talked about this off air, but I'm a soccer fan, so I know who Allie and Ashlyn are. And I saw, I knew that they were getting married. And I guess a couple of days after the wedding, someone posted a wedding highlight trailer, video, whatever you call those things. Yep. So I watched it, not thinking that I would see you at all. But <laughs> there was a little picture of the DJ, and it looked like you. So I literally took a screenshot, sent it to Damien and Jamie, and said, is this Ross? Damien had no idea. He's like, I don't know who. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jamie was like, it looks like him, but I don't know. So she actually watched the video and then said, oh, yeah, it is him. So I explained how big of a gig that this was for Rock With You. That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. I know the video that you saw. It was my boy Chad who shot that. um, And it ended up getting like tens of millions of views, which is pretty Mm -hmm. cool. Um, but yeah, I agree that that's, um, you know, you're a big soccer fan, but then, like I said, after the gig is when I realized like, you didn't really have to be a big soccer fan to kind of know who these two were. Yeah. I've kind of felt ashamed, you know, I was like, oh, I should have researched these, these ladies a little bit more. (laughs) Um, but again, if I would have done that, I would have studied too much. I would have probably got a little bit nervous and. Mm -hmm. I, I don't perform well under those, you know, with too much knowledge. I just want to perform of like, all right, this is the music you guys like. This is the timeline we're working with. This is the vibe you want. Uh, you know, this is the energy that you're looking for, the type of enthusiasm you want for the band. All right, cool. Let's go rock this. Yeah, then, you definitely oh, had oh. the right approach. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, speaking of nerves, knowing that Vogue and people were there, there had to be some nerves. For sure. Um, don't get me wrong. Like, I was nervous. Uh, you know, I get more nervous about um, technical issues. Mm-hmm. I'm not a techie guy. And, you know, our company's providing all the technical equipment. I have my team there in case all hell breaks loose. They're there to do it. But that's why I'm probably most nervous for their event and any other event is us being on stage, rocking out the climax of the night, all the hands go up. There's, you know, the, uh, the crescendo of a song, it's about to drop and then boom, the, the speakers go out. Like yeah, that's a nightmare that I have. And I'm so fearful of that. Um, that's what I was most nervous about with their wedding is like, that's what people will remember is the band was rocking out. They're doing so good, but their equipment sucks. Everything <laughs> went out and screw those guys. Oh, my gosh. Well, hopefully that has never happened. No, no. Thank God. But you always, you know, got to prepare for the worst, I guess. Absolutely. So now can you give me any tidbits from the wedding? I know you can't get into personal details, which is fine. But just based on the video, I mean, there were so many athletes there. Megan Rapinoe was, I think, one of the maids of honor. Her girlfriend at the time, now fiance, WNBA star Sue Bird was there. Abby Wambach, Heather O'Reilly, Toby. So you know the names. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, know the Dom, names. Dom They're Dwyer. Um, what's Dom Dwyer's wife's name? Sydney LaRue. Sydney LaRue. I love her. She, if you follow her on Instagram, she's got such good dry humor. Sydney's yeah, her kids are so cute, too. So cute. So cute. Yeah, her and Dom were there. Um, a couple of the old school uh, 
Oh, gosh, I'm so bad with names. Who was the goalie? Who was the goalie a couple of World Cups ago? Hope Solo? Hope Solo was there. Wow. Um, everybody. Yeah, all those names that you listed were there. Uh, the bridesmaid, uh, uh, Rapino. Yeah, yep. She gave a speech. Uh, we had a lot of fun on stage. We, we, we did a couple of things like back and forth and stuff, like music with, like, <laughs> with her toast and stuff. She was a riot. Um, you, you know, she, she's a character. So she, she went up and she's like, all right, I'm, you know, they, they wanted her speech to be like one to two minutes. Like, just, oh, that, there's no way that was happening. Yeah, it lasted like 30 minutes. <laughs> she just like, as the crowd would, would laugh or give her energy, it was another five minutes she'd go. Oh my gosh. You know? So, but it was, it was fine. Like it's, it's, it's her and people ate it up and they loved it. Um, but yeah, all those people that you mentioned were there and that's what was so cool is seeing all of them, like just rage. They were just mm-hmm. dancing. It was so much, there was so much love in the room, which was such a breath of fresh air, uh, from a celebrity gig to a non-celebrity gig. There's a, when you're on stage, you see things that other people don't see. And when you do this for a living and you're constantly evaluating body languages of people, you, you know, who loves each other and who's here for business, who's here because they have to be here. Mm. Like you just feel that energy in the room. And, uh, and Allie and Ashlyn's wedding was one of those ones where it was like, damn, like everybody just like truly cares about each other, loves each other, wants nothing but the best for each other. Um, and I think that's why it was such a badass wedding, not just yeah. because of Allie and Allie, it was just, um, it was it was full of like genuine people. I think that's what it boils down to. Everybody that was on that list was like normal, genuine. Yes, they have a big name to them, but the ones with egos weren't there. The ones without gotcha. egos. That's what I kind of felt. Very cool. Now tell me, who gave the better speech, Megan Rapino or Kyle Krieger, who's a YouTube personality? I'm sure they both could. Get, I'm sure both their speeches were pretty long. Yeah, uh, and I just found out about. Uh, about Kyle as well, like after the wedding, I was like, you know, cause he started following me on Instagram. I was like, oh, let me see this guy. I was like, oh, this guy's got like 10 million followers. What the heck? <laughs> um, oh, who was better? Who was better? I think Kyle was more serious. He was more like to my sister, I love you. I'm so proud of you. It was more family oriented with like a joke here and there. And Rapina was more of like, I'm putting on a stand-up comedy act. <laughs> and I, it, the more the crowd laughs, the more I'm going to go ham, you know? Oh, gosh. That's so great. It, it, I, I would say it was that. I think she, she still had her moments. I, I remember there was a pretty cool moment. I forgot what she was saying, but um, where her and Allie and Ashlyn all just kind of started tearing up and crying. And uh-huh. you could just kinda feel that from the rest of the crowd on what they were talking about. Um. But yeah, I'll, I'll give them a draw on their on, on the vote. Okay, all right. I bet neither were better than Kyle Burke's speech at your biggest wedding, the Burke Songer wedding. <laughs> I don't remember it, but I'm sure uh, it was freaking amazing. <laughs> no, he did a good job. I'm biased. I'm the sister, but where was the wedding at again? Oh God, you can't. You know what? I don't remember the name of the place, and I'm sure my parents are going to listen to this, and they're going to be <laughs> so disappointed in me. It was 
That's how in I... Boca or Fort Lauderdale. It was a beautiful venue. I just don't remember what it was called. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I won't hold it against you. That's how it I was... remember. I'm so bad. Like when it, when a gig sometimes is over, like on Saturday, like I, I drive home. I'm like, what? What even happened? Like it was such a blur to me. Mm-hmm. And by next, by the following week, I'm so like honed in on who these people are and like how can I make sure that their night's perfect. And I almost forget about the, everything else that I've done in my life, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's very similar to sports. It's like win or lose. And I, I look at the gigs I do as kind of wins and losses. And I look at the crowd being defense to my offense. Mm-hmm. And when it's a tough crowd, I'm like, all right, these guys are playing cover two defense on me. I see what's going on. I thought that they would want this type of music and this type of flow. It looks like we're going to have to audible and switch it up and now do this. Um, Love that analogy. Yeah, yeah. So, were you able to converse with Allie and Ashlyn after the wedding? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before and after, um, you know, we'll shoot text here and there of like, uh, you know, let's run it back, let's do it again, you know, things like that. Oh, you guys uh, are on texting terms. That's oh, amazing. It's crazy. Oh man, you got to tell them to listen to this podcast. I will <laughs> send me the link when it is done. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. But yeah. now you have to watch the games. At least now they'll know that I watch the games. You, you, however, you know. Yeah, they're going to hate me. I probably told them, I'm like, I'm your biggest fan. Let me get, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know how many goals you have. I know everything. No. I don't know. <laughs> well, one's a goalie and one plays defense. I don't think either of them have very many goals. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I try to develop relationship with all my clients, you know, um, that that's our network, right? Like, so many business owners, we all kind of forget. We all work so hard to get our clients. And then after we get them and we service the clients, you tend to forget about it. And I think the biggest mistake, and I'm guilty of this too, is retaining your clients. And I really try to become friends with every one of our clients. You know, they're out there. They're our walking advertisement. They're out there in the streets. They're out there at a bar or a club or having wine with their friends in the neighborhood and hanging out with their kids running around talking about how great we did at their wedding. And, oh, my God, you know, they're just great people. You got to hit them up. Like, that's mm-hmm. our advertising. Um, so I try to retain relationship with Allie and Ashley as well as Jane and John Doe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's a great way to work. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's the only way. I'm not perfect at it. Like life gets in the way and a year oh, will go by like shit. I like, I never, I just cursed on your podcast. We a lot of curse. That's fine. <laughs> I'm like, I, I haven't spoke to this person an entire year, you know? So I wish I had a better like CRM or follow-up system uh, other than my gut, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not perfect. You can't always reach out to people when you want to, but As a business model, what you're doing is definitely the correct way to do it because they're more likely to say, hey, rock with you entertainment. They're great, you know? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep, yep. That will go way further than someone like driving down a street or or, or looking at a magazine and seeing like a a logo ad. Like Mm -hmm. how is a logo in a magazine going to sell a talent-based service? Exactly. You know? So, yeah. 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 But I was just so excited for your company because, as you mentioned, the Instagram followers that they have, they tagged Rock With You. You know, they said hair and makeup done by this person, entertainment done by this person, food done by this person. I mean, 
So now literally millions of people that follow them see rock with you. And that's huge. Yeah, that was super cool. I'm always so grateful of, of, of that, you know, social media. I don't know if you've seen the social dilemma on Netflix. I have. Yes. So it's like, Oh, I hate social media, you know, but then there's things like what you're talking about that. I'm like, man, I love social media. Yeah, um, social media can go a long way. It, it goes a long way. hundred percent, hundred percent. Just getting that exposure, you know, um, we're always so grateful of that. And, and the fact that like Vogue magazine and people magazine and entertainment tonight and stuff like that, like mentioned our band name while they're, you know, uh, they, you know, they, they had, they had a, you know, uh, a band called fusion that was rocking their wedding, but I would have never have got that on entertainment tonight, mm-hmm. them talking about that without this gig. So, you know, I go to bed, count my blessings for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I just hope that, you know, once COVID, there's a vaccine, you guys can just keep rocking because you guys are doing great. Yeah, yeah. And I'm super optimistic. I'm a pretty self-motivated person. Um, And don't get me wrong, like COVID has brought me into some deep, deep thoughts of being pretty pessimistic and a glass half empty. And I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, but um, it's rare I get to that. And 2021, 2022, I I think it's going to be crazy for every type of industry, to be honest with you, especially I hope you're right. industry. It's going to be nuts. For sure. And hey, I'm nowhere near marriage, but whenever I do, if I get married in Florida, I'm hitting up rock with you. Good news is we do New York, Jersey. We have an oh, office no way. in LA Perfect. and Minneapolis. So we're everywhere. We got to. Great. Cause I'll probably end up getting married in Jersey, but who knows? I got your back. Keep oh, I love family. that. Give me a discount. No, I'm kidding. Totally kidding. I got you. I got you. I will you. pay full price. <laughs> Let's see what this podcast does. Blow this podcast up. I, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying, Ross. You're doing great. Keep it going. Ah, thank you so much. Ross, I've enjoyed our conversation. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How does that sound to you? All right. <laughs> Come on, it's just three. You'll make it. You'll live. I get nervous over these. Really? Oh, my God, no. They're the easiest questions ever. All right, let's bring it. Bring it. All right. Who is your all-time favorite Kansas City Chiefs player? Oh, without doubt, right now, our boy Patrick Mahomes. We've never had an alien like this in our life. This guy's a beast. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes all day. All right. Next question, Ross. Where did you and Nina go on your honeymoon? We went to Italy. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Where did we go? I know we went to Rome. We went to uh, Lake Como which was my favorite. And then, uh, oh my gosh, it starts with a V. I'm drawing a blank. What's the place where it's like all water? I know what you're talking about. I just don't know uh, the name. You keep putting me on the spot with these things that I don't know. Venice? Uh, uh, Venice? 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, Venice. Okay, I know that. Never God, been, but I know. You're like a third grader. Can't, can't even remember. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I plan to get to Italy at some point in my future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely worth it. And just a quick thing over there, like I love food. I remember when I was over in Italy, that's why everyone's so skinny over there. All the servings are super small, but you eat a lot of servings, but they're super small. And like America, it's like, you know, you just get a plate of just like huge burger and mashed potatoes and fries. Like they don't eat like that over there. So I remember when I was over there, I just, I could never get full. 
Um, so if you do go over there, just be prepared on, on that. The food is like okay. so good, but so different. Okay, interesting. I've never heard that, the small portion size. I've heard it's really good, but interesting. Yeah. All right, Ross, last question. The holidays are coming up. What is your favorite holiday movie? Oh, man. Kind of a toss-up between, like, Christmas Vacation, Home Alone. Man, Elf is up there. You know, I guess the holiday movies are really, like, kind of Christmas movies for me. Um, Oh, if you're holding a gun in my head right now and I had to pick one, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Home Alone. It's just, okay. it's so nostalgic for me. And, uh, and now that my girls are watching it, they're so in love with Macaulay Culkin and just Home Alone <laughs> and, and the, the, the jokes and pranks and stuff. It's, uh, uh, I'm going to go Home Alone. Home Alone, finally. Okay. All right. I like it. Yeah, we watched it last Christmas night with Damien and his family, and the boys enjoyed it. Colton was a little young, but Brayden definitely liked it. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah, Home Alone all day. Home Alone 1 and 2. Okay, yeah, both good films. Then after that, it was like a different actor, and they did like TV movies, and those sucked, but 1 and 2 yeah, classics. Yeah, they tried to keep that going just to make, I guess, a couple extra million bucks to see what they could get out of it still. Yeah, I, they're remaking it, too, on Disney+. Plus. Oh, God. Which I don't know how that's going to work. It won't work good. We'll see. Yeah, kids have iPhones these days. They can just text their parents. Hey, Mom, you left me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Ross, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on the podcast. It was just so much fun talking to you. I'm so happy for Rock With You, and I know you guys are just going to keep going and keep getting better, and one day maybe you'll do my wedding. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thanks for even thinking of me. Uh, Absolutely. I didn't talk too much, and uh, good luck with the podcast. Keep kicking ass, take names. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was my chat with Ross Bilieski. Hope you enjoyed it. It was really cool to hear how he built Rock With You Entertainment from the ground up. He's got a lot going on between DJing, hosting, being the MC for the Miami Dolphins. I'm really proud of the career he's had. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.